Disclaimer. The opinions expressed by these individuals are solely their opinion and do not reflect the opinions of the Deer Valley Unified School District or Sandra Day O'Connor High School. Good morning, Eagles! My name is Jackson Morgan and I'm your host and welcome to Talent Talk. I am joined here by Brandon. Sang Thong. Uh, Abby. Mills. And Mike. Brown. Today we have a very special episode for you. Um, we have a lot to talk about. So uh, who wants to get us started? All right, let, let's uh, let's talk about the uh, new grading system. Well, I'll start with that. I think it's very interesting that the only way you could genuinely fail a class class is to turn absolutely nothing in because before you know a five out of ten is an F and that's a failing grade, mm. but now a five out of ten is a high two, which rounds to a three, which is like a B. So I think that's kind of cool, but. But would it also depend on your your grade on how you do on the test though, mm -hmm. too? Well, yeah, and then with test, it's split up sometimes into like three different grades, which doesn't make sense, but your tests and quizzes still get put into the grade book out of four points. Mm -hmm. So like even if you get a four out of 10 on a quiz, it's still going to go in as a two out of four in the grade book. Yeah, also I'll say like it's really easy to do the test too because like most of them like what I've been getting are like four like just four questions or even twelve at most. Yeah. For my world history. Any I, other anecdotes? I don't think it should have been done during COVID. I think that we should have been focusing on COVID and the pandemic more than adding a couple new things, especially something as big as this. Well, I think. Uh, COVID is actually the reason why it was done because I'm not gonna lie my GPA took a big tank in uh, last semester and I think this new grading system it'll really help uh, boost our grades based on what Mike said you know the the uh, five out of ten would be like a B instead of an F and that's that's really useful to get a better GPA and better grades and I mean I think COVID was the reason that it was done so I mean yeah, I agree with that. I think that the whole zero out of four grading system was kind of made to give high schoolers and like, let's say like juniors, sophomores and stuff, they're getting ready, starting to think about college and COVID, like you said, might have really tanked your GPA, but you're someone that wants to go to college and be really successful. So I think they're kind of doing that to give those people a chance to build their GPA back up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean... It, it is going to be really useful uh, overall for the GPAs, uh, and I can definitely see a rise in the GPAs, uh, which will also put a lot more emphasis on the uh, standardized tests, such as the PSAT, SAT, and ACT. Mm -hmm. um, so I think they're leaning more towards standardized testing, uh, not just at O'Connor, but across the nation. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I think that's also what they're leading for. Um, and that's that's important because that's what a lot of colleges look for. Yeah, I started to notice that too. A lot of my teachers are starting to bring up the fact that we're 49th in state for standardized testing. They're seeming to make that a very known fact to us and maybe the this grading system kind of will give kids more confidence to want to do better in school because it's that much easier and then if they're actually trying they'll learn more and it could boost our um, uh, overall results results on the standardized testing yeah. Yeah. 
also just the everything the way that everything is run I uh, for example I uh, you can turn in things late and uh, no credits taken off it really puts a lot more emphasis on how much do you actually know instead of I uh, just doing what you're told and uh, that's also important I uh, I think there that's good that there's a lot of emphasis on uh, on better better standardized testing um, and overall it will help because I uh, for example when last year when I saw a bad grade it was really demotivating uh, for me and uh, now I see a bad grade it's not as big of a deal and I can just uh, do better next time and you're not you're not really in a bad position till it's too late you know mm. yeah I'd agree um then do you also guys want to switch over to the climate change then? Like yeah, how, we could. yeah definitely. Um, like what's going on around like the world is right now. Like the wildfires that are happening right now. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, California's twenty twenty uh, wildfire season. There was over six thousand fires. There are six thousand seven hundred and fourteen fires. And it burned just shy of 1.6 million acres down. Yeah, and even um, spring season comes early for, uh, like, Northern California, too. So that's also a problem when, it, uh, when you're taking account for the moisture in the soil and how it's just uh, drying and evaporating, which makes the vegetation drier. So that's also prone to, like, catch fire. Mm -hmm. So if anyone catches fire on it, which is mostly caused by humans, you know, with all these fireworks yeah. or camping, it just makes it more, you know, feel the fire. My, uh, I have family in Northern California, and when I went up there, all of the fire signs are pushed all the way over on extreme, and there's mm -hmm. no charcoal fires, no fireworks, you can't shoot your guns anymore up there, because it's just too much of a fire risk, everything's way too dry. Yeah, even down in, uh, Temecula, like, uh, where my uncle is, every time I go down there, or, uh, or like California and San Diego, you definitely, when you drive by, you'll definitely see like a bunch of like just dead trees mm -hmm. on the side of the mountains down in Menifee. So you could definitely see the impact it has, you know, even Southern California. Yeah. Everything's definitely really dry and California is definitely experiencing a lot of tragedy with wild with, uh, wildfires right now. Yeah, even when places you think that it's like cold or like uh, even like there's a report now in, Ru in Russia and Siberia like the smoke is just like engulfing and it's the biggest in its history with I think four, more than 40 million acres of just burned you know land mass and it's like going towards the, the North Pole the smoke and it's like engulfing the rest of like almost all of Russia it's that big Wow yeah Smokey the Bear really has his hand fold um, I mean a lot of this could is uh, caused by climate change, but also at the same time, uh, we we did mess up uh, a couple of years back when Smokey the Bear was trying to stop every fire, and that's a big cause of forest fires in California. Yeah, um, want to further elaborate on that for me? Um, before it was uh, before Smokey the Bear's mission was to stop uh, forest fires, caught uh, it like in general, but uh, be uh and even natural forest fires which was bad for the environment because forest fires are a natural part of the environment and they can help sometimes uh, but it uh, really just messed up the ecosystem when no forest fires could start and uh, actually help the environment and now we're seeing the causes of that today
Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely a problem now. But I do know California is reinstating systems to do more controlled fires because of how just to mm-hmm. stop the un like all the burning. Yeah. Controlled burns, yeah, that's we've been seeing a lot more of that today. And uh that's good. That's a good thing. Uh yeah. hopefully we can get everything back to how it's supposed to be and natural ecosystems. Uh but only time will tell. Yeah, that's my, my grandpa has a ranch in Northern California and he was telling me that if your property is a certain size, the government doesn't like require you to, but they highly recommend that you get fire trenches and stuff built all the way around your property. So my grandpa had to get that done recently. And yeah, it's just, they're definitely doing everything they can to help prevent the fires, but it's just too dry, too hot. California is uh, definitely a very interesting state. Um, yeah. yeah. Especially now with their um, the recall of the governor, I think. Oh yeah, uh, Newsom. Yeah, that's uh, that's something. Uh, anybody thinks uh, Caitlyn Jenner has a chance? No. <laughs> no. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so at all, actually. I mean, she might get like some votes because it's Caitlyn Jenner. Like, <laughs> yeah. what about the egg thing? Like, remember when the egg, oh, the yeah. picture of just just, just an, an egg became the most liked picture on Instagram? Just just because. It was an egg, and everyone everyone was like, yeah, that's really funny. So maybe maybe her running for governor will be like, you know what? Yeah, yeah. let's do it. Let's see what happens. It's California. I, I know, right? It's I California. Surpri- I really wouldn't be surprised no, not if she at was, like, all. top four or something. And that's coming from a California native. I would yeah. not be surprised at all. <laughs> that would just be another day. It would happen. Everything would go back to normal. Mm-hmm. It would definitely be a big change for California if that did happen. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. There hasn't been much change in the political climate there for quite a while. Yeah. yeah. But if the governor does get recalled, it's kind of a toss-up because there's so many candidates, and a couple of them are kind of insane. Yeah. Like. <laughs> a couple. Uh, yeah, just just a select few. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then. I guess we can also talk about right now the Delta COVID, uh, the Delta variant of COVID right now. Uh, what do you guys think about that? I think that very, very, very soon we're going to go on lockdown again because numbers are not decreasing, that's for sure. They're they're definitely on a steady incline with the new Delta variant. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, nowadays it's very rare to see people who go out of their way to stay protected from COVID and whatnot. Like, it's definitely a majority of people don't social distance, don't wear masks anymore, don't wear masks in stores. Yeah, I would even say, like, with the six-foot rule, I I really doubt, you know, even when we had COVID, like, when it no was, one, like, we were No locked, one took part of the six-foot rule. Yeah, like, you could go to any store, you know, like, they had the yeah. six-foot markings or airports or whatever, like, everyone's still right next to each other. Yeah. It's just an inconvenience, and I don't, I mean, it should be done, I guess, but, like, I, I just doubt that they'll really yeah. uh, be heavily mandated. I mean, there's really, no, there shouldn't be a mandate for uh, anything uh, here. I think that's also just like not not the best idea, especially after the economic and social impacts that happened after the first uh, lockdowns and mandates. And uh, it's, it's definitely a big deal to lock down a state or a country. Mm-hmm. And especially since the first time we locked it down, it was 
COVID was unknown. We didn't know what was happening. Uh, but eventually we're going to have to move on. And, uh, like, you don't see, like, COVID killing as many people due to vaccinations and uh, better better research on the virus. And I think that's also a large factor if people aren't dying or having as bad of reactions to this virus, then we just got to let it run its course as a virus and build a herd immunity to it uh, as, a collect- as a collective society rather than shutting down everything again especially after the economic impacts. Well, I think that um, the problem is is that I don't know if we'll ever get herd immunity because of how political the vaccine is. Mm-hmm. And um, now it's what happens next after the Delta variant, what happens when the COVID becomes smarter and becomes deadlier due to mutations. Well, I mean, if you think about it, when like the common, the quote unquote common cold was first introduced, that killed a lot of people. The flu, that was a huge plague that killed a lot of people. It's gonna, we're not like gonna be ever be completely immune to it, but over time when the, when COVID gets smarter, so does our body. COVID adapts, but so does our body. So over time, it builds immunities to it. And eventually it's gonna be, you know, like the common cold. It's gonna come and go in seasons. It's gonna, you know, like think about our fourth grade grandchildren. They're gonna be like, oh no, it's COVID season. Gotta stay inside for a couple weeks. Um, yeah, that's a heavy take. I, I, I don't know really about that, but I would say definitely, you know, like uh, if we do at least have like some sort of vaccine or something for it, we could prevent, you know, like a lot of this happening, you know, like the colds or also like, um, I mean, I'm talking about COVID specifically, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think it'll be like just a season, you know, that just passes by. Yeah. But yeah. it definitely does. the Oh, <laughs> I just meant like, you know, it'll, it won't be so serious anymore. Later yeah. on in life, as our body adapts, it's not going to be as a big deal to get COVID because it's going to be more common and our body's going to be able to fight it off better. But if we're if our body's adapting to it, it's going to take a while because this is new to us. You know, oh, hundreds of years. Yes, this is hundreds of years into the future. So that's why I would, like, definitely think, you know, like, at least have some form of protection now, you know, because it is still kind of, it is a problem, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, have you guys seen, at least all of you, what's going on in Afghanistan then? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah, that's very a... Very devastating. Very devastating. Um, Taliban, really, uh... Yeah, push... Really? Yeah, definitely, you know, just pushing into Cabal after, it like... It took them, what, two days after U.S. left Afghanistan? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah the, the amount of tr- atrocities they've committed, and it's just awful. And uh, we, we're not really doing much about it either, and it's really unfortunate that we're leaving a lot of Afghans to uh, yeah. just... And Americans too. There's yeah, still there was, Americans there was, left. there was a lot of journalists that had just recently gotten back to America from Afghanistan. Like journalists are like just now getting on flights coming back to America and whatnot because that. they were just stranded in Afghanistan. The military was like, We gotta go. Yeah, um also there's like some there's like videos too of like the, the NATO compounds, they're still being left. Mm-hmm. And um there were there was a video to some contractor, he was taking a video and 
it was showing how like they're burning the documents left, the, the radar systems and the CRAMs and you know, this is like everything wasn't prepared like it was should have been. You know? Like everything's just like just chaotic, destructive and now we're leaving all these like uh, firearms and equipment left to them. Like now they have access to like helicopters, yeah. planes, military equipment and they have like this special like um social forces now. The Taliban based off, you know, like Afghan and uh U.S. military equipment. Yeah, did you guys, uh, for example, <coughs> see that photo where the Afghan, uh, the Taliban, they took our um, yeah. equipment from a military base and uh, they mocked our uh, that yeah. very famous photo from World War Two yeah, of the us Iwo raising the flag. The Iwo Jima one. Yeah. yeah. Iwo Jima. Yeah. That that's that's just very insulting to America and what we stand for uh, as we're, we're an international sign of liberty and freedom and they're such an oppressive uh, group of people and they just mock us and mock what we do and we're not standing up to them after they had responsibility in 9-11 and responsibility in countless other terrorist activities we're just gonna let them take control of Afghanistan and just just bring terror on the innocent people of Afghanistan. Yeah, there's some people even still like trying to say the Taliban what they're doing is right, you know, like they're taking back their country and they're siding with them. And this is not like like this is not some kind of like, you know, militia or like, you know, some peaceful group of people. These are like, you know, people who behead people, you know? And also just recently, there was even a video of it. They just like literally shot down and gunned down like, uh, what was it, the special forces, the security forces. Mm -hmm. Like they were all like, they surrendered everything, you know, weapons away, and they like shoot them in a group. They told them to stand like uh, in a group and they just, you know, mow them down. There's, there's a difference from a military, like a militia. Yeah. And then terrorists. Terrorists, yeah. Terrorists don't want peace. They don't want anything like that. They just want mayhem. The whole their whole purpose is ruining everything. That's all they're interested in. And everything, I I don't think they stand for anything good, but maybe following their god. Yeah, but I think they use that as an excuse, though. That's mm. like that's the problem. I think they weaponize it. Exactly, exactly. Like definitely do. Yeah, they've one hundred percent perverted the religion to do a lot of things that are not morally okay and. That that's a big issue, and uh, they there's no religious freedom there anymore, and people are just fleeing. Even people that like would have privilege in that new Taliban government, like there there's so many uh, men, is Islamic men that are fleeing, and it's it's awful. Like they they like for example, did anyone see that uh, guy that fell off the plane? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like that kid was young. He was he was a teenager, uh, and he was an Afghan national football team player. Oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. it's just like people have to face that at such a young age there, and it's it's just we're not doing anything about it as the United States, mm -hmm. and we're sitting here justifying the Taliban's government and like or the Taliban's rule and just withdrawing and just. Base, it's almost as if we're supporting the Taliban at this point. Yeah. 
but then also I see like do you really want to like go back into another war with them you know yeah. like they took it and like you don't want to take that risk of another you know t- another 20 years or you were there however long. for how long 20, 20 years, years. Yeah. we were there for 20 years the war is older than everyone in this room yep. exactly we were there for 20 years and two days after we left everything was ruined again yeah. everything that we fought for and was doing was just all down the drain. It was 20 years of gruesome, bloody, horrible war that was just yeah. flushed down the drain. I would two also, days after. I mean, I would also blame it. I don't mean to, like, to say anything, but also, like, the American um, military. Because I know, like, I what I mean is, like, the way they should have known that this would happen. Because you'll see the videos and also the troops and veterans, too. Like, Ace and my gra- uh, uncles, too. They explain it. You know, the ANA, Afghanistan Army, they really aren't that, like, that motivated to fight for their country. And you'll see videos of them. Like, it's just, like, they're very lazy. And I'm not putting them on the spot. There are definitely some out there, you know, who, who yeah. actually do the best to their ability and help out. But there's a lot of them also who, like, who are incompetent. And we're helping these guys, giving them free handouts. And not actually, like, really helping them out, you know, to make them motivated for their country. And... They should have seen that. I think a lot of them over time have just kind of lost hope because, yeah, we've been fighting the war against the Taliban for the past 20 years, but the Middle East has been fighting the war against Taliban for a really long time. I don't know if you could... Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to put a number on that because it's it's always been going on. And, I mean, the the ANA, they're fighting with American weapons, Mm -hmm. American gear... America's fighting tactics. I think I think they not lost hope in their country, but kind of lost hope in themselves cuz yeah. the only way they're going to win is relying on America. That's that's what they've been doing for the past 20 years is just completely relying on America and I think after a while that would get really just heartbreaking and devastating and challenging to deal with. Yeah, um I would have liked to see something, some comeback, like uh, Iraq at least, you know? Yeah. Like, now they're, they're still, they're building up still, but they're at least way better than they were before uh, we invaded, mm-hmm. after. Um, they d- now have, like, uh, confidence, military, uh, special forces, and police. Uh, we should have seen something like that. Mm-hmm. But I think we should have known that, you know, the Afghanistan military, they weren't going to be that, you know, supportive or confident. And they even, like, the Northern Alliance um, of Afghanistan. We should have been supporting probably them, you know, or putting our efforts somewhere. And we wasted trillions of dollars on this. You know, like, that's, like, money we can't take back mm-hmm. that we should have probably, like, spent for ourselves, you know, especially now. Like, there are city and ruins in America. Yeah. And when we're, when we're withdrawing from Afghanistan, it's not like we did it in the best way. Mm-hmm. We We didn't focus on saving lives we didn't focus on getting our equipment out we didn't focus on anything we just left without we we left our equipment we left our weaponry and we left the innocent citizens of afghanistan and the the way the withdrawal happened was poor poorly executed and it was just it was just awful just screwing over the whole country of people yeah they just took all the American troops out and kind of just left everyone else there to figure it out. Yeah, and, and uh, 
Go ahead. I, I think it was Camp Fashion. I think that was the one that we left in the middle of the night. Uh, the one that we just left everything, and then we just destroyed like uh, whatever was left of it, and then there was still some left, you know, like weapons and and Humvees, and that's how the Taliban got to it. And yeah, I I do believe there should have been a different way. Um, Biden handle it, and I know Trump had a different um policy before going into it. Uh, but this is just like hasty and just way too forced to leave. I think the the leadership from our president was awful in this whole thing. Uh, he first breaks a deal with the Taliban. He uh, he has he has no nothing to back him up. Like he is just a pushover and. Uh, the Taliban knows that, and they're going to do everything they can to take power and keep power now that uh, Biden is in office. Well, I think that wraps it about up now. Um, do you want to say anything else, guys? Any uh, final closing thoughts? I think that because this war has been going on for 20 years, I think that the last five presidents should be held at least accountable for their actions with this war and letting it at least drag on so long exactly yeah i would also agree too um we kind of went in you know not with not with you know we obviously did a lot of impact to them mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the taliban and whatnot and i do think we should at least have some you know form of reparations for them you know after we just like actually just well the innocence you know like the people who actually did suffer from it but uh I think which I think we tried, but I think it was just left to the Afghan military. From there, they they dropped the ball on that one. So, yeah. So, uh, uh, milk crates. Uh, you missing that challenge? <laughs> yeah. The milk crate challenge. I haven't that one's seen a it. good one. Have you seen the guy that tried doing it on a little pit bike, like a little motorcycle? Oh uh, yeah, that that was hilarious. There's a uh, there's he fell at the very top, but like yeah, it's, I think it's definitely one of the best challenges we've had so far. So what is it? So basically, is what it is. It, it's technically an Olympic sport at this point. <laughs> People take milk crates and they'll go like one stack of one, stack of two, stack of three, so it gets bigger, and then they have a gap in the middle, and then another stack going down, and they try to run up and run down it. But milk crates are really unlike sturdy. They shake and move a lot, so probably by fourth one up, they just fall and get hurt real bad. When you first explained it, I thought you they literally took milk cartons and like they were going up it. I was like, how do they do that? <laughs> so when I first saw in the video, I was like, okay, that makes more a little more sense. Yeah. But it's definitely stupid. But yeah, it's really <laughs> stupid, but it's really entertaining to watch. Yeah, it it is. Lots of people falling. Uh, I wonder how many people have broken a bone doing it. Plenty. Plenty. I think, I think it's just hilarious um, that, that they're, uh, uh, everything that they're doing that, you know? Alright, well, I think, uh, I think we're going to wrap it up now. So, thank you for listening to uh, Talent Talks, and I hope you stay tuned for other news and more. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Talent Talk podcast. We will have a new episode every week featuring different members of the Talent staff. Tune in next week. You don't want to miss it.